Right, let's cross over to the West Coast. We'll hopefully have Larry Kruger with us. Larry, how are you doing, sir? Well, doing great. Uh, phenomenal 49er win. They're seventh straight, and tonight they clinch uh, the NFC West, a division title. Indeed. And uh, look, uh, a phenomenal win. I have to say, in the second half, after the the pick six was was ruled out for the Nick Bosa roughing the passer, I had a few kind of wobbly moments after that. The Seahawks with a, a decent drive to go and get that late touchdown, but overall, a, a pretty assured performance on in all facets of the uh, of the game for San Francisco. Well, and I thought Brock Purdy was really really good. I mean, there's two plays in the in the fourth quarter that I thought were big for him. One when he was third and seven, backed up on his own four yard line and he threw a slant to Jawan Jennings which is a perfect dime for a first down and then in the next drive Purdy in a second and seven had connected with Tyler Croft on a, on a play with the tight end releasing late went for 28 yards just beautiful ball fakes and a lot of poise in a very loud stadium from a rookie quarterback there was the point in the game where he was backed up all the way to the one after a deep Seattle punt and I looked at it and I thought right I think it was still a one-score game at that point, or possibly it was 14-3 at that point. And you're looking at it and you're saying, right, loud stadium, right by the fans, rookie, on the road, chance to go and potentially ice this game of football. And whilst they, you know, didn't do a, uh, whilst they didn't get out of that situation, he never panicked, he never flapped, he never made any big mistakes in that situation. And I just, I, I see moments like that and I just, you know, I just think this guy's so mature beyond his years in, in those footballing terms. Yeah, no question. I mean, and it really shows. He, he started 46 times in college and it really shows i mean he's very advanced in a lot of ways he's very calm under pressure the moment i mean you can see it in some guys eyes where the moment is too big the one thing you can say definitively about brock purdy is the moment is definitely not too big he started 11 for 11 tonight will finished up 17 for 26 but um didn't turn it over you know, ultimately, that's that's really the difference. The, the 49ers played a very clean game on the road with no turnovers. They were plus one on the turnover margin. I thought that had as much to do with the win as anything. And look, well, we talk Purdy. We talk, I'm sure, about this defense as well and, and everything they've done. But just taking the kind of, you know... Uh, bird's eye view of this you go back to to being three and four and knowing that the defense was good enough knowing that the weapons were there knowing that there was a good enough team here and then to go on a, a seven game winning streak be the first team to seal the division just the second team to seal a, a, a playoff place even in my wildest dreams I wasn't sure I was I was quite prepared for a run like that yeah, I mean, it speaks to a couple things. One, the the outstanding quarterback play that they continue to get. That's one. And just the overall depth of the roster that John Lynch and Adam Peters created. Um, this is, a this is you know, we maintain this in, in training camp that the 49ers had one of the NFL's deeper rosters. Um, and I guess, you know, sadly, we're finding out how effective that depth really is because there's been a severe rash of injuries here. But... Yeah, they keep plugging a new guy in, and tonight it was a huge performance from Christian McCaffrey, and they rode McCaffrey to victory. And, Will, I think you could make an argument that John Lynch may have saved this season when he traded for Christian McCaffrey. Since that point, the 49ers are averaging about 28 points per game. They've only lost once in you know since that trade, and... It, 
if they if they hadn't made that trade, he probably goes to the Rams. They probably fall to three and six after the Ram game, and who knows where this season would have tumbled to. Uh, can we just to add on top of the uh, oblique situation, the, the uh, Brock Purdy situation? By the way, uh, not he, like according to the team, not a hundred percent with that oblique injury, with the rib injuries, and then he gets through tonight's game, gets ten days off to recover, an NFC West title in his back pocket with just two starts and you know another victory with a basically playing most of the game already there. I'm just. I just can't get over how good it is. I really can't. <laughs> well, it, 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 you know, it is, I mean, tonight, Will, what we had was really the clashing, I, I think, of the two best stories in the NFL this year. Geno Smith came out of nowhere as a quarterback in his, in his early 30s and has had a bust-out year in his free agent walk year. And then Brock Purdy, the last pick in the NFL draft, you know, gets an opportunity after multiple injuries late in the year, and he's just playing – like a like a 10-year vet. And I think if you're a 49er fan, if you're Kyle Shanahan, if you're a 49er player, you have to be enthused. I mean, if they can if he can play mistake-free football and just continue to play smart, poised football down after down, combine that with the defense that they have, and they're most definitely a Super Bowl contender, and you may argue that they're one of the, one of the favorites. Uh, Nick Bosa gets another sack tonight. He gets three quarterback hits and numerous other pressures as well. I thought the whole line was excellent, but his down-to-down disruptiveness is just astonishing. Yeah, Bosa in year three has taken it to a totally different level. Um, they highlighted him a few times tonight. Uh, he, he was just fantastic. The combination of the first step quickness, the counter moves, the motor, the hand usage. Um, I mean, he just keeps coming after on every snap and just a very cerebral player. You know, when you have a smart player who's also a dominant physical athletic player, you have something very special. You know, you have a Jerry Rice or you have a Junior Seau or, you know, and in this case, you have Nick Bosa. So, uh, only kind of question mark thing for me tonight was Christian McCaffrey gets 24 carries after having a pretty big game on Sunday as well. I think both you and I going into game discussed this and expected it to be a pretty even split. Maybe do what we've seen Kyle Shanahan do recently where he almost gives a half to each back. But Jordan Mason gets the big kind of game ceiling run at the end, but we don't see a huge amount of him prior to that. And maybe they're looking at the fact that there's a 10-day gap before Washington now on, on Christmas Eve. But th- that was my only kind of concern. I guess I've just, I feel so burnt from previous injuries that I'm just watching that game going, just no one else get hurt. Just no one else. Just 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 keep them out of the game. Just don't let them, don't get them hurt. That's all I ask. Yeah, you know, and, and the Niners' propensity to get hurt makes it always a, a story and always in the back of your mind. I thought the splits would be more like 60-40 in McCaffrey's favor, um, but 26 carries tonight for McCaffrey, and then, you know, he also had, uh, what, five or six receptions. So, you know, and then J- Jordan Mason had 64 yards because he had the breakaway run, but only four Four carries for Mason. So um, what does that mean? Uh, You know, does that mean next week we may see more Mason? Does that mean that the 49ers feel like they don't trust Mason? Uh, I don't know. But Mason sure looked impressive in his limited, uh, limited performance tonight. That's for sure. Our man Lawrence Scott is uh, on the scene 
been also part of the kind of team that that that's us with all the stuff we do with with San Francisco. Uh, he's waiting outside the locker room right now, looking to get in and, and start to speak to those players. I remember being there in 2019 when they they sealed the NFC West with that Week 17 victory. Dre Greenlaw as a rookie getting the stop on the half yard line uh, of that game, incredibly dramatic fashion and that locker room is absolutely rocking tonight and what a lift as you go into three more weeks of the season and then into the postseason beyond yeah i mean they've they you know they've got a deep team they also have a confident team it's it's an interesting locker room because you got a lot of young players who have achieved a lot of success you know this team was in the nfc championship game a year ago they were in the super bowl not that long ago and there's it's a deep roster it's a talented roster but it's also a roster with playoff aspirations and you know you know better than anybody will i mean every team can say that their goal is to win the super bowl every year but in reality there's certain teams would that would just be perfectly pleased with making the playoffs and ducking out from there. The 49ers are not one of those teams. I'm, I'm not saying they're in a Super Bowl or bust mode, but they've had a taste of it, and they've gotten close, and they're hungry to get that sixth Lombardi trophy uh, in the front office, the ownership, and it you know really goes right down to the coaching staff and the players. So uh, I'm sure they're going to celebrate this one. It's a big milestone. You know, Most of the guys told us in the locker room this week, hey, if we can just get beyond this game you know four days is not a lot of rest between games if we can just get beyond thursday we can kind of get that extended rest and kind of take our final gear up for our big playoff run It's funny, Dre Greenlaw spoke uh, with the Westwood One team straight after the game. We managed to to pick it up straight afterwards, and he um, uh, he, he said he was going to give himself two hours. He said that was what he was going to allow. He's going to allow two hours of celebrating, and then and then after that, it was back to focusing on Washington and back to focusing on the rest of the season. Uh, Greenlaw is a peach, isn't he? I mean, he is fantastic. What a game he had. Eight tackles, four solo, defensed a couple passes, forced that fumble that Charvarius Ward, you know, took back. That was just a starching hit by Dre Greenlaw. And, you know, he loves to play the game. I got him to admit to Ryan and I in the locker room a few weeks ago that he just he loves the big hit. You know, and he, he lives for that big hit. So if you're a fan and you get excited watching Dre Greenlaw deliver that hit, just get the satisfaction in knowing that he also is getting as much as much satisfaction <laughs> out of those monster hits. He says that's why that's why he plays the game. That's what you want to hear. Like, I know, like, it's it's that whole thing of when you cross the white line, you have to take on a different personality. And, and you know, <laughs> reveling in violence isn't necessarily the, the British way, but you've, <laughs> you've got to know that it's... It, it's there, there is something very special about when you hit that, get that big crunching hit, get that big stop, and just that adrenaline rush and that moment when the whole team are just pumped for it well and it's not about a dirty play or trying to inflict pain or damage in anybody it's really just i think most nfl linebackers understand the reality which is if you can come up and really rally up with a big hit a lot of times it's those hits when they're and they're 100 legal that will separate the ball carrier or the receiver from the football they're not used to getting hit that hard even a guy on the 49ers for example juan J. 
Jennings. We saw a game in the uh, or a play in the Miami game. Will if you remember, Jennings got loose on the sideline, and it was an incredible hustle play by the big defensive lineman Christian Wilkins to chase it down from behind. Wilkins goes about three fifteen, and he put all of his weight into the hit on Jennings. Jennings fumbled the ball, but and Jennings has got great hands, but he fumbled it. But he fumbled it out of bounds. Luckily for the 49ers. But yeah, anytime you can put that huge physical hit on a receiver or a running back, there's always a chance they're going to cough up the ball. There, there was an earlier opportunity to actually uh, ice the game. Brandon Ayuk uh, was hit pretty much bang on the numbers. And I think he had the stars in his eyes and the turning up field for the touchdown in mind and just didn't complete the catch. And it, I, what really caught my attention about it is that I, I guess in many previous seasons, those are the moments that came along maybe a little too often. And now those kind of basic operating errors seem so few and far between for the San Francisco 49ers. Well, and that, you know, another huge play in the game. That was the 49ers 10th drive. They're trying to kind of ice things in the fourth quarter. It was a third and six. They're in the red zone at the 25 yard line. And you, you know, you're thinking, okay, will the quarterback turn it over here? Will the pressure get to him? Not only did he not turn it over, not only the pressure didn't get to him, he put a perfect ball right on the hands of Ayuk and Ayuk just dropped it so you know and then shockingly maybe the one adversity for the 49ers in this game came on special teams on the next play when Robbie Gold missed a 43 yard field goal wide right very uncharacteristic of Robbie but um, you know I, I you know when you brought up the Ayuk play I just I can't help but think how great uh, Brock Purdy's accuracy has been. And one of the things that we're seeing a lot, um, Will, is the bootleg game, the bootleg run game, the bootleg pass game. Um, Brock carries out the bootleg fake. He dips those shoulders and carries out the ball fake, and he really sells it. And then he's got that quickness to either run and beat the edge defender to the pylon or to the first down marker, like we saw him do when he extended the football, or to find somebody who's wide open. Um, for a big pass play. So I, I think you're going to see the bootleg as a major staple of what the Niners do as long as Purdy is in the lineup. So uh, we'll have the we'll have Washington in action on Talk Sports to uh, later this weekend Sunday night football uh, going up against the New York Giants after their bye week the rematch essentially for me it's just a four quarter extension of their last game it uh, all only counts as one as far as I'm concerned after they tied <laughs> last time out um, it gives obviously the 49ers a longer week over Washington but their playoff hopes will swing pretty hard based on their result against New York this weekend. I think compared to the Giants, they are the team in the ascendancy of the two and they are the team, I think, more likely to take the victory in that game. But what kind of chance do you think that's sent for, for San Francisco's time as, as we head into the Christmas period? As far as the matchup with uh, with the Commanders, I mean, I, I definitely think this is the game on the schedule that you could get caught looking ahead. You know, it's Christmas Eve day. Um, the Commanders have a very physical front. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, Chase Young. I don't know if Young's going to go, but they've got a ferocious line. They've got two really good backs. they got a young quarterback who, you know, you can say what you want about, about Heineke, 
Heineke, but the team believes in Heineke. Uh, they got a number one receiver in Terry McLaurin. So, yeah, the Commanders are are to me that is that's maybe a trap game, Will, because I think the Commanders are big and they're physical at the line of scrimmage. They've got a lot of talent. They got a resourceful quarterback. Um, the Niners are going to have to bring their A game, and they'll have plenty of time to rest up for it. But I have a feeling that's going to be a very challenging football game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't I don't doubt it, but riding the high that they are riding right now, I look at uh, all three remaining games on the schedule and, you know, okay, trap games is one thing, but I don't I certainly don't think the 49ers are going to be underdogs in any of those games and and certainly could end the season 13 and 4 having started it 3 and 4 and going into the playoffs with what in that situation would likely be the second seed, couple of games at Levi, it all tees itself up quite nicely. I'm getting ahead of myself, Larry, in a massive way. <laughs> you know, one of the things that one play in this game that we really didn't talk about that could have swayed this game, the 49ers after the Jason Myers field goal in the late second quarter were only up 7-3, and it was their fifth possession. It was a third and 11 play, and Purdy nearly gets picked off by Quandre Diggs. I mean, it was just an absolute uh, textbook, easy interception if there had ever been one, and Diggs just dropped it. And so that that would have been a major mistake. Instead, the 49ers dodged that mistake. They punt the ball to Seattle. And a couple plays later, Greenlaw comes up with the big hit, and Charvarius Ward gets the fumble return down to the inside the you know, a 10-yard line. And, what, two plays later, McCaffrey goes in, and they're up 14-3. I mean, this game, even though it was one-sided, if that – if that interception doesn't get dropped, who knows the way this the rest of this game plays out? I, I think as well you have to look at the, the the rest of the NFC right now. I was having this debate with a buddy of mine who was listening into the show kind of throughout the game, and I think there's this wide perception, however you want to order them, that the Eagles, 49ers, and, and Cowboys are probably the three real threats out of the NFC. There's almost an argument right now that the Lions are the fourth best team in the NFC based on form. Like, that shouldn't be something to necessarily fear, even if they have been very good recently. Well, the Lions can score points. The one thing that we've seen consistently this year, they play really hard for their head coach, Dan Campbell. Um, you know, I mean, J- Jamal Williams is a is a really hard charging running back. They just activated Jameson Williams, the rookie wide receiver from Alabama, who's just you know he's a he's a game breaker. He's got four two speed, and um, you know they got Amon Ross St. Brown there as well. And Golf's having kind of a career renaissance. They're hustling on defense. Somehow, Aaron Glenn has gotten that unit to play more effectively. So yeah, I mean, I'll say this: I mean, you, you never want to overlook anybody in the playoffs. I got to think that the 49ers could beat the Lions in the playoffs, but uh, but you never know. You never know. And, and there always could be an upset in these playoffs. There's not a huge difference in the NFL from team to team. Um, and, you know, you're always like two turnovers away from losing any game. We've got Lawrence Scott uh, shortly, hopefully joining him in the locker room uh, to speak with a player. Oh, oh, here we go. Ray Ray, we're just saying, you getting some opportunities today, Debo out of the lineup, you you getting some snaps on offense and getting a chance to show the, the world what you can do. You must have relished that opportunity. Uh, yeah, you know, like like uh, like the job is, man. It comes with injuries. It comes with next man up mentality. And uh, that's what this team... We're big on man. We practice 
we go get some so that uh you know ready always ready stay ready and I mean I, when my number plays I just do I just be me don't be nobody else. Ray Ray, what did you think of the uh, performance from the rookie Brock Purdy? I thought he he played with tremendous poise tonight. Uh, well, for me, I, I, I've been seeing. I'm not surprised the poise, the, the confidence, the uh, just the the grit he plays with is just something that he's shown from day one, and I'm not surprised at all. I wonder, Ray Ray, just we're hearing a bit of the noise in the background there. I, I was I was lucky to be up in there in Seattle when the 49ers secured the NFC West title in, in 2019 there. I mean, what's what's the atmosphere like tonight? What is what's the locker room like? Are you guys rocking right now? You could just feel the, the chemistry that we just built throughout this process of year. Uh work that we the work's not done, obviously. We still got a lot more football to be done. Uh but just you just see the, the chemistry just coming together, man. Just the all the hard work paying off, and just the week week in week out. And uh, we know we got to come next week, and we got the Redskins. I would say on Christmas Eve, if I'm not sure, if I'm mistaken. Yep. Uh, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but we got them next week. Another team in the way, you know. Uh, got to handle business, and we still got games to play. And uh, this is a milestone to the uh, big show. Ray Ray, what I love about your returns, your returning uh, this year is that there's not a lot of East and West, man. You take it up the field. Um, is that something that you learned as a as a as a young NFL player, or does that go back to college? Uh, young NFL player, because <laughs> uh, I was on East and West uh, when I was my rookie my first two years, um, and it, it, it worked out here and there. But uh, staying consistent and getting up field probably. I mean, it depends on who we're playing, honestly, you know. Uh, but getting up field is always a good thing because uh, the NFL is faster. Everything just moves quicker. But for me, it's just getting consistent uh, and taking, taking, every, every, taking every play as like this could be the big play to change the game, you know. Let me ask you, Ray, if you don't mind about the other side of the ball, because in eight quarters against the Seahawks, who have had a very good offense this year, you guys have just conceded 13 points on on that side of the ball. Just talk to me about how much fun you have on the sideline watching those guys fly around and and make those big plays. Oh, man, just watching them fly around is is unbelievable, man. What they do at practice on a day-to-day basis, the work they put in, to put in and just uh, going against them, I think that makes us up much better. And that's where I think we're starting to click a little bit offensively because we get so frustrated going against them. kind of makes the game easier for us, you know. And uh, going against them definitely makes you go into the game like, dang, bro, that stuff's not working out, you know. But we know that our defense, they gonna, you got you to bring your best every time you go against them, whether it's just or it's a game, you know. Ray Ray, take us back to the play you made on that third down. It was third and 15. You guys were backed up on your own 35-yard line, and Purdy found you. And what I loved about the play, it was like it just told me you're such a money player. You knew where the sticks were and down and distance. It's all it's all about down and distance. You made the play about a 15- or 16-yard gain to keep your team on the, on the field and gain that first down. What can you tell us about the play? Um... It was a play where we just uh, we knew they kind of was going to bring pressure and kind of sit back, play man, and we kind of uh, 
ran off, the, ran off, and I kind of turned around for the ball early when they blitzed and kind of put me in open space. And my job was to get the first down, and when my number was called, I had to go make a play. Ray Ray, I know that the stock answer that you're meant to give me, what you're meant to say is we're focusing on the next game, still plenty of football to play. It's all about going for that championship. But will you take a moment to, to celebrate this, this seven-game run in this NFC West title? Say it again? I'm sorry. I, I, no, I said, will you give yourself a moment just to soak this up, this NFC West title, this seven-game winning streak, and just give yourself a little moment of celebration before you go back to work? Of course, of course, of course. You know, we got to look in uh, to watch ball with family, to spend time with family and just rest a bit and just sit back and get a, a fresh rest because, you know, come next week, we got to get right back. And, of course, you got to celebrate your wins. That's, that's how you, you keep them coming, you know. Uh, Got to accept the good with the bad and the bad with the good. Ray, Ray, what kind of flight will it be back to San Francisco or back to San Jose, I should say? Uh, will it be a loud flight or guys licking their wounds and getting some shut-eye? Yeah, it, 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 it would probably be music playing. Every, uh, it would probably be five five different songs playing in different areas of playing. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know, know what song, uh, what song I listen to with so, many, so much music playing. As, as long as we're not seeing Brock Purdy doing the uh, Kirk Cousins and wearing chains and, and dancing his way down the plane, I don't, th- I don't know, I don't know if we're ready for that yet, Ray Ray. You might, we might see that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, absolutely love it, Ray Ray. Thank you so much for taking the time out to speak with us. Really appreciate your time. Congratulations again, sir. Thanks, Ray Ray. You have a good night. God bless. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There you go, Ray Ray uh, Ray Ray Lovely McLeod. Stuff. Cloud joining us. I love that, Larry. I lo- like really down to earth guy. As you always expect from these guys at this point, it's always like on to the job, on to the next one. But yeah, just taking a moment to soak that in and, and realize that they've achieved something something pretty special up to this point. You know, Will, it's, it, I'm glad that we got Ray Ray because I think one of the major parts of the 49ers winning this division title this year is the investment they made in the offseason in their special teams. And he was a big part of that. When you think about the 49ers, you know, last year, it's almost ironic that they beat Green Bay uh, because of a special team gaffe because the 49ers had been the team that had been making special teams mistakes and and were one of the worst teams in the league on the, in that area of football. And they made a concerted effort to not just talk it up in the offseason, but actually go out there and devote some of their cap to guys like George Odom, who downed a ball today at the one. They've got a great kicker. They've got a terrific punter. They signed Ray Ray McLeod. Uh, they picked up Oren Burks. And they made a sizable investment in their special teams and I think without a doubt, you can say that their special teams unit collectively is quite a bit better, more veteran and more reliable than it's been in years past. There are three phases to the game. Never forget that third phase. Yeah. Uh, look, Larry, uh, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak with us, for joining us, for joining us to chat to Ray Ray and for just generally uh, being so so helpful over the last, uh, the last 14, 15 weeks. And long may it continue and, and on to Christmas and on to Washington. Sounds good. 
Should be uh, should be an, you know I do feel like the 49ers will 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 have a great chance to run the table and that means that they're going to enter the playoffs will with you know a ton of momentum yes a third string quarterback but a lot of momentum a lot of playoff experience and a really good defense and we'll see how far they can ride it. Seeing a lot of photoshops of Brock Purdy holding a, uh, a Lombardi. That feels maybe a little early, but uh, <laughs> it's just amazing. That's even, that's even a conversation or a possibility. 